What kind of people make the best podcasters? Well, I just met a whole bunch of them at DC PodFest, and on this episode, you get to meet them too. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. This show is all about podcasting, how to do it, how not to do it, best practices, interesting news items that have to do with the realm of podcasting, and who knows what else. And I'm trying to do it all with a little bit of fun and some information to help you get a show going, keep yours going, or make it better. And if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Well, I just got the invitation to go speak at DC PodFest, and I spoke about the triple power of killer show notes. And that's going to be an upcoming episode of this podcast, my actual presentation from DC PodFest with the slides and all that. But that's not what this episode is about. This episode features some of the great folks that I met at DC PodFest. They're podcasters, podcasting about a variety of topics, and really cool people on top of all that. So in this episode, I want to introduce you to some new friends of mine. Okay, I'm talking with Jen Hempel now. How are you doing, Jen? I'm doing good. And did I say your name right? Hempel. 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 Okay, yeah. got it. So no F sound in there. No. So Jen does a cool podcast. Tell us about it. It's called Her Money Matters. So it's just all money talk for women. Of course, his money matters too, but this is just geared to helping women understand money in a way that they can relate to more. So, okay, so in a way they can relate to more. What does that mean for you? I mean, how do you approach it? Sure, so how we view money as women, how we so deal mindset. with money, yeah, how we deal with money is completely different. So women tend to be more nurturers. Men are more the ones that take care of the household, right? So the way that men think and deal with money is different, where us, we are more... The men were like, yes, I need this, and they'll spend money where women are more thought. They think three things through, or may, and they actually, uh, there's also a sense of guilt there for spending money. Yeah. Uh, just because they're nurturers, they are always putting everyone in front of, ahead of themselves, right? As far as taking care yeah. of, they take care of themselves last. Yeah, okay, okay. And so, why did you start this? What was it that made you say, there's a need here, I, I feel like I can address this? Right, well, there's definitely shows on money. There's definitely some shows geared towards women. But I felt like there was a lot of more expert shows. Like, I, of course, I know my field, but I wanted something to be more relatable, that women could say, yes, that's me, versus hearing other people talk about their success stories. So, of course, we talk success in my show, but we also talk about things we d haven't done right. And still to this day, I goof up with my finances, so I'm very, very straightforward with that. So, you're kind of transparent. You share your own oh, story as yes. you go. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, tell me one of the most encouraging things that's happened as a result of your podcast for one of your listeners. Oh my goodness. People have paid off debt uh, just from listening to my podcast. 
uh, people, for me, a recent comment was that she came to my podcast and she didn't feel like a loser. Everywhere else that she listened, it made her feel like a loser. So that is is huge for me. Yeah. So like the pain and debt off debt and just being more confident. Actually, some of the ladies have even gone to where they're starting to help others with their money. And for me, that's just phenomenal. So oh, yeah. yeah, teach someone who can teach someone. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. So one last question. If you were asked by someone who's brand new to podcasting, uh, what does it take and is it worth it? What would you say? It takes definitely commitment. Uh, and it takes really getting clarity as to what you want your message and your podcast to be about. So really get clear and also what you want out of it. So that and really the bottom line is just getting started, but really getting clear on those things first. Yeah. And is it worth it? Oh, absolutely. In what ways? What makes it worth it? For me, well, I'll tell you what it has done for me. It has uh, given me more connection with my community, new listeners, uh, connected obviously with other podcasters. It's uh, brought me more business and I don't have sponsors on my podcast at this point. So definitely brought me, I've I've monetized it uh, just in a different way. So with your own services. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It has just brought me some phenomenal guests uh, that have made a difference, and most recently a book deal, which has been crazy for that me. That is super cool. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's really neat. Well, Jen Hemphill, yes. I said it right, Yes. and uh, I can probably smooth it together better next time. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for your time, Jen. Thank you. Hey, I'm talking with John Harper. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Hey, we've, we're here at uh, DC PodFest, and John's doing this cool podcast called My Bad, uh, which I think is a great name, by the way. Uh, so tell us what My Bad is all about, John. My Bad is all about getting people, getting educators to share mistakes that they've made. So educators in particular. Most, yeah. Specifically educators. In the future, I might branch out, but basically in working with children, I see that they're very hard on themselves. And I see a lot of educators that are hard on themselves. And so my goal was to not only have people learn from others' mistakes, but not to feel so bad about making their own. Ah, that's a great idea. So tell me uh, the kind of stories that you hear on your show. Uh, some stories I've heard. I've heard a dad talk about how he realized he was spending way too much time at school, getting home too late, and it took uh, a near heart attack for him to realize that. Uh, I had a very powerful episode in which a teacher kept chastising a student for coming to school and not taking good care of herself. And then she realized that this student opened up and started tearing up and that this, I guess I can show this, this student was being sexually abused by oh someone in the house. And so it was, so I'm almost tearing up hearing about it, but this teacher was powerful because she had no idea that this girl was going through that. And yeah. so it's, her, my bad, was that she was being tough on this kid, and really, she had no idea that this kid was going through everything. So it was, it was a very powerful episode, very tough. Yeah, now you're an educator yourself. Yes, I'm a vice principal on the Eastern Shore of Maryland. Okay, so in Maryland. Um, now, why, why did you decide to do a show like this? Because I think on social media, we see everybody's best. You know, we see the, it's like a highlight reel. Yeah, your Facebook face. Yeah, your, your Facebook face that looks awesome, <laughs> your perfectly posed picture. You know, you, you see people post, oh, I just finished a load of laundry, I ran a 10K or whatever. It's like, you know, we need to share our mistakes so we don't feel so bad about them because we all learn from them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if we, if we all think we're, we have to be seen as perfect, 
uh, the world's never going to get any better because we learn from mistakes. No, absolutely. I, I learn every day, and the guests I have on are amazing, and they're, they're so transparent. They come on and they share, and it's, it's wonderful. I'm very lucky and honored to get to speak with them. Yeah, so how long have you been doing this? Just April. I've been uh, blogging for about three years, and that led into this podcast that I have on Okay, so you start in April, and this is November. This November, so yes. So not even a year. No. Okay, and how many episodes now? I probably recorded 25. We release about one a week, so I would say 16 or 17 are on iTunes right now. Okay, cool. And what kind of response do you think? Real good response. A lot of people really like it. The more I've found that the more courageous you share, the more transparent you are, the more people can relate to it. So it's been very, very rewarding. Yeah, that's super cool. Now, what are your hopes for the podcast? What do you want to see happen? I, I feel like I've already seen people on Twitter where I do a lot of my sharing, share more of their mistakes. I want people to feel better, not feel better. I don't want people to be so hard on themselves when they make mistakes. I want them to share mistakes so we can learn. And I want them to model that so that our kids aren't so daggone hard on themselves when they just make mistakes. Because, you know, I see it every day with little kids to my daughter to high school kids. They just, they tear themselves up over making mistakes and they're human. Yeah, yeah. The only one's perfect uh, doesn't doesn't you know is God. He doesn't need, right? You know, he doesn't need it. But the rest of us, hey, we got work to do. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so tell me, what would you say to someone who's considering a podcast or just starting out about lessons you've learned about what it takes to do a successful podcast? I think it's important to build relationships first with the people that you're going to be talking to. I have guests. Some people don't have guests, but I have guests. And sometimes, most of my guests, I've already built the relationship with first. But I think also it's important to remember that you're just having a conversation. It took me about five or ten episodes to realize that the show is edited and that you don't have to be perfect in the podcast. Kind of like a my bad moment. But I used to think, I can't make a mistake. I can't relax. And now (laughs) I relax and I really tune in to what the other person is saying. And I don't read from a script anymore. I used to read questions from a script and really think about what I was going to say ahead of time. But that, meant, that just meant that I wasn't listening to the person I was speaking to. Yeah, yeah, great. That's great advice. Well, John, my best to you. I'm going to be featuring this on the podcast, so I'll let you know uh, when it's going to be on. Hey, my hey, honor. It's been great to meet you. Thanks so much. Thanks. Well, I'm talking with Kip Clark. He's one of the friends I met here at Podca- uh, DC PodFest is where we are. So, Kip, how long have you been podcasting? I've been podcasting for a little over two years now. We started in September 2014. Wow. All right. And tell us about your podcast. What's the name? What's it about? So it's called Stride and Saunter, and it's about challenging the way we think. So often we'll pick a mundane topic, let's say talking to your neighbors or perhaps where we get our news, and we break it down and say, have you thought about it this way? Have you considered ways in which you might open up your mind for more mundane or even some heavier topics that are often difficult to open up? Yeah, interesting. So why did you choose that topic? What, what was it that was so intriguing that said, i got to do a podcast about this? So a friend and I started in college. We went to a liberal arts school, and he and I are both very curious people. And we thought, we're learning so much in school. We're getting all this knowledge. We're not doing anything with it. We have to utilize, capitalize what we've gotten out of this rather expensive education and share with people. Everyone deserves to think more openly, to remember what it feels like to actually enjoy learning and thinking and why not share that with other people and so that was kind of the impetus behind the show so did you have any uh any uh, any hard sell getting your friend on board um a little bit actually i tend to be a perfectionist and so he <laughs> wanted to record and just go with it and i wanted to edit it and, and do all those things and he wasn't as much into the promotion the logo design web design but 
the conversations were great, and so I think that's shown initially, and we've had different co-hosts since, but it's been a pleasure all throughout. That's exciting. So, two years, what would you say has helped you to make it two years? First of all, how often do you publish? We publish every Wednesday, so, so once, once a week. A week. Yep. Okay, so two years, once a week, that's 104 episodes. How have you done that? So, I think mostly it's just finding things that excite me, and I've been really blessed to have intelligent friends, and I say... Jason, I really want you on. What's a topic you want to talk about? And I don't say no. So if he has a topic, I think about how to make that interesting. And there's the challenge for me is that I'm going to make that topic work and I'm going to make it engaging for the audience. It sounds like you're doing what you're asking your audience to do. Absolutely. When your guest brings you a topic, you have to open your mind to start thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah, I've always said at the end of every episode, it's a conversation among, not a conversation between. We want audience members and guests to integrate and interact with us. I'm learning with them. I don't want to come across as an expert, but I do think it's important that we remember how much fun it is to talk, that this is about sort of blessing conversation again, that there is a lot to gain in just interacting, being interviewed, for example, like right now. Yeah, yeah, that is great. So... After doing this for two years, Mm -hmm. if someone came to you and said, hey, I want to start a podcast, but I'm scared of blank, whether it's the technical aspects, the time involved, the, the, just all the, all the things that we're going to have to learn, what would you say to them? How would you advise them? Well, I would say that it's always going to be scary starting out and absolutely you're going to learn some things, but I've learned so much about myself. My show is about the world. It's about humanity, but in figuring out how to think about those things, I've grown. And I believe everyone deserves to start a podcast for that reason, because you end up teaching yourself a lot. And I have now hard skills for jobs. I have soft skills for my relationships with other people. I can't think of the number of benefits. There are so many things that you gain from doing it that if you can think long term, that's why you should go into it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's just a lot of fun. And the things you learn from your guests, too. Absolutely, exactly. I think you can have people on who become lifelong friends, who become mentors. There's, it's, it's a really social medium, and it's so intimate and personal, and it's really exciting to click publish. I think everyone deserves to know what it feels like to put out content that they made, that they sculpted. It's really yeah. great. Yeah. So if someone is uh, kind of held back by the thought of, uh, I'm not sure people would really care about what I think mm-hmm. or, or about what I have to say. How would you answer that? I think that's fair, and I think that's one way of thinking about it, but another way of looking at it is, what do I really love? And if you love it, that's all that matters because there's someone out there who will also love it. If you're doubting it, maybe you're not as passionate about it, so keep thinking. Brainstorm, talk to friends and family, say, does this make sense? Does this sound interesting? And eventually you'll get someone who goes, well, you just talked about it for an hour. You clearly love that, and so yeah. that's what you should talk about. Yeah, and there's a careful balance between uh, ruminating over it and making sure it's something you love and mm-hmm. never actually taking action. Yeah, definitely, and I think eventually you got to make the jump, sure, but yeah. it's great to have a partner, which I was fortunate enough to have, and those people help keep you on track and motivate you, and also to have a schedule. You eventually you find a rhythm, and it's not always easy at first, but talk to people, ask for advice, and... It really is a wonderful process. I would yeah. advise people to, to go for it. Yeah. Well, Kip, thanks so much for your time. It's been great meeting yeah. you here. And it was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank yeah, you very thanks. much. Okay, I'm talking with Ben and Chris, and they do a podcast called The Unexplainable Disappearance of Mars Patel. This is an interesting way of approaching things. So which one of you guys want to start? Tell me what the show's about. All right, Ben. It's about kids who uh, <laughs> are on a... Kids who go missing, and they can't figure out where their friends have uh, have disappeared, and uh, they have to uh, 
you know, go on an adventure to try and find them. Okay, so this is a fictional sort of a thing, like uh, X-Files kind of thing, is that right? It's like X-Files or, um, I don't know, what would you call it? Spy, Spy Kids, Stranger Things, uh, um, Goonies, you know, based in that sort of Spielbergian sort of mold of four kids that are friends and sort of misfits that go miss. One of their friends goes missing, and they have to. Uh, uh, one of the one of the leaders of the group decides he wants to take them on, and uh, you know, to find solve the mystery essentially. Okay, so let me ask you some questions about this. It sounds really cool, but this, you know, this could be really hokey. You could have three guys sitting in their living room making up fake voices and all. That's not what this is, right? No, this isn't that. We. Uh, uh, it's a podcast uh, about kids acted by actual 12, about 12 year olds acted about by actual 12 year olds. So, uh, so uh, we, script, we scripted ourselves and then we, we cast kids. We, we, we reach out to uh, the, uh, the agencies, mostly in New York City. They, uh, they send clients to read sides. We pick kids who sound different, who are good actors. We bring them in, we rehearse them. We record them in a room where they can see each other, but they have separate mics, so there's not a lot of bleed. We edit it so everyone sounds good. Chris writes music, and uh, and the adventure uh, and the adventure the adventure begins. Wow! So this is full blown production. This is like quality stuff. We run it very we run it very much like a like a um, TV writing room TV show. We it's like a TV show for the ears. I mean, it's fully script. Uh, scored like a TV show, fully uh, scripted like a TV show, even so much that our third partner, who's not here with us, is uh, the head writer, um, uh, and uh, and you know all scripts go through him. Uh, you know I do all the production and the and the and stuff, and you know and then and Ben Ben does a lot of the business stuff, and we just sort of put it together that way, and it's uh, it's it's working out. You know we fortunately have a group of people where uh, everybody's skills uh, complement. The production of this specific show really well. Yeah, that's really cool. So, how long have you guys been at this? Well, let's see. We had the idea about a year ago, a little more than a year ago, right? And um, and we really uh, we really pushed to finish uh, all the episodes, which are in the can and edited and released on a weekly basis. Maybe six weeks ago is when we launched. So you know, it's been a year in the making, and it's over in a short ten weeks. Yeah. So you're doing it in seasons or like that. See, season one's almost finished. It'll be finished in two weeks. Okay. And uh, how, how's it going? What's the success? Uh, very well. We have, I don't know how many thousands of uh, listeners and, 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 and many thousands of uh, downloads per episode. Um, and we're, we're pacing for some multiple of that, I hope, uh, in the not-too-distant future. So we're yeah. And so what age, what age range of kids is this for? It, you know, we say nine to twelve, but it's skewing. We're finding we're getting listeners as young as seven, and and a bunch of adult listeners too. Because one of the things we wanted to do is make it a show where adults could listen with their kids and get just as much out of the mystery. I mean, a mis- a great mystery and great writing is great mystery and great writing, and that's our that's our concept. That really doesn't matter what age you are, you know. Um, but it has a special keen interest to kids. We make it very, uh, you know, one of the things YA novels we talk about a lot is that. Um, they kids won't read down they only read up so if you're 12 you're reading a book for a 16 year old you know what i mean and so we our whole concept is we write stuff where it forces kids to listen up a little bit Hmm. that's great that's great so this kind of thing great for a family on a road trip great for uh you know sitting like family time at night listening to a story kind of like the old days when you listen to radio dramas and that kind of stuff absolutely it's it's a serialized radio 
drama slash story uh, for the whole family essentially, and it's 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 been a lot of fun. It's a crazy amount of work. It's eight thousand times more work than the average two guys sitting around a mic, but it's uh, it's really really rewarding, and the feeling that we get when we put out a final episode, and just to sort of know that the kids have recorded individually, now they live and exist in this world that. Uh, has become very real to us because the story is very real and yeah it's been yeah fun. so let me ask you maybe maybe the question behind all these questions why are you doing this <laughs> we we're all writers I write children's books uh, Chris is a writer and a uh, and a musician uh, David is a as uh, a TV writer and uh, and we like telling high concept stories and audio drama we call them audio shows but but podcasting is a place where we can tell any kind of story we want if we really invest in the character and in the scene in the moment we can create anything people can imagine it they really feel like they're there and of course we don't have to spend millions of dollars in special effects so even though this show cost us uh, a lot in, in in one sense compared to doing the same thing for tv or film uh, well there is no comparison and it's very adaptable perhaps one day the uh, unexplainable disappearance of Mars Patel will be a, uh, a TV show too. But in the meantime, I don't think there's a lot lost for kids who are listening to it. It's really uh, uh, a chance to tell a very high concept, super entertaining, super engaging story. And we couldn't do that in another medium. Yeah. So Chris, do you have anything to add to that? No, it's very, it's been kind of said at all. I mean, I think, uh, I think this is just a great, we, we're all storytellers and, and to us, I think like the lead-off is that the story comes first. Our whole reason for getting into this thing was that they're just the quality that's out there uh, in terms of um, uh, scripted, scripted fictionalized shows. Uh, there's not too many of them, and we wanted to do something that gave kids, like I said, like they were watching TV, and 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 like Ben said, uh, those things to us we treat it as very much like like a TV show, and it's it's you know we get to make our TV show, and it doesn't cost us a million dollars. Yeah, 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 and 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 to add to what you said, there's the big difference is um, the few things that exist for kids, and a lot of it is for kids younger than than our uh, listening audience, are stories that are written for uh, they're written down. They're books that kids are are going to read or are going to be read to kids, and someone's now reading them uh, on a podcast, and that's not exactly what we're doing. We are we're dramatic. We're we're writing original material and creating a dramatic story where the kids actually are the stars, which just happens to work really well. Um, but it's not the same as reading a, even a great story because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sound world. Uh, and it's, it's, once, it's, it's, it's a little closer than having a story read to you. So that was the challenge that, that excited us, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, that's really cool. So what are your hopes for this? I mean, where, where do you want it to head, and where do you feel like it's headed? Uh, I mean, I think we just want to get as many listeners and people engaging with the show as possible. And we've, we've put a lot of stuff into the show that allows kids and families to engage with the story, uh, to feel like the story, gone to great lengths to make the story feel as real as possible, to the point where, to the point where we're having adults. It's funny, the kids tend to sort of accept the fictionalized nature of stuff, and anything that sort of is, um, uh, for instance, we have on the show uh, a, a person that is the uh, podcast sponsor who puts the podcast out. Who is the guy who is whose podcast it is? But this is a fictional. character. He's a fictional character who is also the bad guy, uh, um, and so 
perhaps. Perhaps, right. We don't really know. Exactly. We're not sure. I haven't released it. We're not allowed to talk about it. No everything's spoilers, on, yeah. Everything's pink script. We're not allowed. Um, and, uh, you know, we've all individually had these spots where we meet some parents that are listening to it and they say, listen, you know, uh, so about where did you find this guy who, who put this podcast out? And we're like, well, you realize that he's not real. What do you mean he's not real? He's not real. Nice. You know, and they and they and they completely. So it's funny. It's almost easier to fool the parents. That's funny. Than it is the kids because the kids just buy it wholeheartedly, and the sure. parents just. Sure. We're so used to listening to the podcast, and when you hear somebody say to the sponsor of the podcast, you take it for granted. One of the things we do in the first episode, which we don't do as much later on, is we have actual ads that promote fake ads that promote the actual location of the school, you know, and all this sort of stuff. Uh, the, the school that he runs. That's really cool. That's really cool. Well, I wish you guys nothing for the best. Let me ask you one more question. It looks like crowds coming out, so we're going to get inundated with noise. But let me ask you one more question. What would you say to someone who's listening and says, oh, I don't have the time to invest in something like that, so I could never podcast? What would you say, having sat through some of the sessions here? Well, you have to have a vision, and if you have a vision, you can make it happen. Maybe you could do it yourself. If you're lucky, you find a friend or a partner, and you do it together, and it becomes much easier. But podcasting is super way to do things that seemed impossible before, whether it's you know sharing a message or writing a story. So you just got to find your own way of wanting to tell it, and you can do it. Yeah, Chris? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's such a great way. I can't tell you the feeling we have when we look on our stats and we see that there's, you know... You know, forty-five people listening in Kazakhstan. You know what I mean? And we just we just look at each other. We just look at each other and go, "Oh my gosh, that's just amazing!" You know, I mean, it's uh, it's fun to see where it's just such a great way to get your story out to so many people at one time. It, it, like no other medium. I mean, it's like you can't you can't do that with radio. You can't do that. You know, you are hitting the you drop an episode and everybody around the world is downloading it, regardless of if you've got ten downloads or or or, or, or you know thousands. I mean, it's like. It's such a. I wasn't prepared for the amount of um, the amount of work that we put in. That that feedback um, loop is really uh, rewarding and makes you keep doing it. And, yeah. You know. Oh, it's super. You guys, thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I'm talking with Sean Richardson. Sean is a podcaster here at DC Podfest. Sean, tell me, uh, what's your show about? Uh, it's uh, it's uh, the new show is Art at Boot Camp, and we we the, the tagline is where art and business collide. So, our focus is basically connecting entrepreneurs to creatives, and and we call them entrepreneurs. So so it's, yeah. it's building that entrepreneur tribe of how to how to take your art and turn it into your career, basically. Yeah, exciting. So why did you think a podcast was a good thing to do? It's it's we were focused on trying to do a documentary and and trying to do video and, and it just that's so much effort and energy and time you know if we did a documentary it, it wouldn't come out for probably another year you know just for pre-production production post-production yeah. it just takes so long but with podcasts it's you know we do a daily podcast so it's we're able to to create content daily and put it out to our audience and and keep them engaged and and and, and then again that learning curve of kind of doing a daily we can kind of improve faster you yeah, know, if we did yeah. if we did a, a documentary, it could be terrible by the end of uh, the year, and then and then we have to wait another year to do another one. You know, so yeah, it's just yeah. like, you know, it's, it's that that learning curve to kind of get better faster. Sure, absolutely. So tell me, what what are you hearing from your audience? 
that it sucks. It's weird. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's 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 weird. We're uh, we're we're really striking a nerve in the creative community. Um, I feel like you know, for me, I was I started out as a creative, as a, as a photographer, and as a filmmaker, and um, I uh, I didn't really want to be a a business person. I didn't want to have that business knowledge. But once I realized that you know, you have to, you have to, you know, you. you you have to sell your art. You have to become a salesman. You have to learn accounting. You have to learn, uh, you know, invoicing and all this stuff. It, it, it kind of became like this. Oh my God, I, I have a lot of work to do. Yeah. And and so start teaching myself that, and that's kind of where art up comes in. Is we really want to help the the uh, you know especially help the artists learn how to become uh, entrepreneurs and kind of get their work out there and. Absolutely. There's yeah. a reason they talk about starving artists. Oh, indeed. Yeah. And, and I do not want to be. I, if, if, if you could see me, you know that I'm, I'm trying not to starve. Yeah, well, we'll take a picture here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it on the show notes page <laughs> so people will get, get to know what you're talking about. So so tell me, what are some of the stories you're hearing about how your podcast is benefiting your, your listeners? Man, um, I feel like, you know, when, when we talk, me and Tom, Tom Anderson, my co-host, and we're talking about kind of our experience in business, we talk about it so much, and with and with the group we hang around, we think that everybody knows what we're talking. You know, everyone knows what ROI is or, or return, return on investment, whatever. You, you kind of get that in the comfort zone, and you realize that you know more than you think you do. So people are coming to us and, and telling us, "I didn't know how to start an LLC. I didn't know that it was necessary. I didn't know it was necessary to have a you know a business bank account separate from a personal like you know things that now you think are no brainers." We're kind of educating the people on that, and it's kind of it's 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 interesting to see you know people coming forward not really realizing that we know as much as we think we know. You know, I think it's yeah. kind of a, a problem. You know, people are very people don't think they're experts until you start talking and realize, oh, I kind of know more than I thought I did. So, yeah, yeah. Sometimes being an expert is just being a mile down the road. Exactly. Than it's this. Else. Yeah. My, my one of my mentors, uh, Peter Hurley, who's an amazing headshot photographer. He he kind of mentored me in, into the business. He he said, you know. What's the difference between me and you know the the guy below me? About an inch, you know, like like yeah. there's not that much difference in what I'm doing than what he's doing. It's just it's I want it that much more, you know. Yeah. So now you guys have been podcasting how long? Uh, sixty five episodes. So, sixty five. So but you're doing daily. Five. We're days doing a week. five days a week. So we started August fifteenth. August fifteenth, and this is twenty sixteen. So yep. and it's November now. So yep. just perspective there. And so what would you say to someone who wants to start a podcast? Uh, is not sure they can do it in terms of tech or, yeah. or knowledge or that kind of stuff. You, it's you got to just do it. Go get some Nike shoes and just do it. Right. Uh, for me, I'm the audio engineer of the podcast. I had I know nothing about audio engineering at the beginning, and I'm learning. It just takes it takes that effort to 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 push right to go for it to sit down and and I mean I, I attended YouTube U. You know, like it's, yeah. it's it's sitting there and just figuring out what the problem is and how to solve it. Um, you're not going to get it perfect on the first one. You're just not. It's going to be the first one's going to be horrible. The first ten are going to be horrible, um, but then you're going to say, "Okay, I get that," I'm, and I'm, I'm changing. I'm figuring it out, and you're going to grow, and you're going to figure it out. So, do it. Get out there. Go get a crappy mic. Go get a crappy mixing board. Get some cheap headphones, and just go make something. Go make a pot. Go talk. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Great, Sean. Thanks so much, man. Thanks so much, Gary. Love Appreciate you, man. it. Ah, this is fun. Talking to Kyle Bondo. How you doing, Kyle? Pretty good. Actually. Yeah, we're here at DC Podfest, and Kyle does this really cool show. I mean, he was telling me about this um, about about dirt bike racing. It's 
stuff. So tell me what this is all about. So I do the podcast called Merchants of Dirt, and it kind of was inspired by a blog I wrote for three years trying to get race promoters and race directors to understand the business side of actually how to put a race together. Huh. So a lot of them are going out of business. A lot of them hold really bad races. So this became kind of this inspiration of 20 years worth of doing it to, hey, let me try to give back. And yeah. So is this like motocross or cycling? So this is mountain biking, mountain biking. Uh, trail running, right. ultra running, endurance racing. A lot of it's adventure racing. Yeah. Which is like triathlon in the woods, things like that. Sure. Yeah. So, like the place where I live, they do the Leadville Trail 100. I'm absolutely. sure you've heard of it. It's, yep, it's 30 mi- minutes away from the where I live. Whiskey 50 and yeah. a couple other places out yeah. there like that. Yeah. Yeah. So cool races. Yeah. Uh, so why a podcast? Why did you start? Uh, doing audio about this subject. Well, I took a, uh, a challenge, very similar to the uh, take a shower for 30 day challenge, yeah. to write a blog post every day. Wait a minute, take a shower or take no. a cold shower? Take a, take a cold shower, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take a shower every day. Yeah, right. well, and that's quite a challenge for some of us. Exactly. Yeah. Was to write a blog post every week for a year. Yeah. So I started doing that, trying to blog, write, make sure I write a single blog post every single month or every single week for a year straight. And that turned into a whole stack of bricks full of different, uh, different topics. But then people are like, you know, wow, your, podcast, your, your blog is really, really good, but it's so damn long. Some of the, some of the things are just, I just can't read them all in one sitting. It'd be great if I could take it with me. So mm-hmm. that became the inspiration for, oh, okay, well, maybe there's a way you can take it with me. I tried video and didn't really like video too much. It was a little, it was a little too much complication. But podcasts seem to be right in my wheelhouse with just all you do is microphone and a computer. And yeah. started taking some of my, my, my blogs and turned them into podcasts. Yeah. And became, and that's how it started, just like that. Yeah, and, so, and the ability to be in someone's earbuds during those times of day where they're consumed with something else that's not so important, like commuting. Or exercising, yep. or cleaning the house. I mean, the, you can be in their earbud talking to them about something they love while Absolutely. all that's going on. And it's it, it's it's kind of become this where the show, as I take out my blog post, is very like you know very you know, mental and very very technical. Where the podcast, I can actually personality can come out. I can start to get funny. I pretend I have a co-host called Mr. Murphy <laughs> because when racing, everything can go wrong when you don't want it to. So Mr. Murphy is the guy who's always trying to wreck your race. That's funny. So we're always talking back and forth, this pretend person about, hey, Mr. Murphy, how are you wrecking this guy's race today? Oh, well, I'm going to make sure this, you know, the so weather you shows do, up. So. Do you do like a different voice or something for Mr. Murphy? Or? It started being off microphone, but every now and then it kind of is like, you know, well, I'm going to wreck your race today. Yeah, it, it, it could... That's it's, it's fun. Very, that's fun. So who's yeah. the ideal listener for your show? So people who, so I say race promoters, race directors, people who want to be race promoters, race directors, and racers who have done bad races and want to change, <laughs> want to do something different, want to bring a race to their community they couldn't do before. Yeah. So a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. cool. That's cool. really cool. So as you have gone on this journey of launching a podcast, first of all, how long have you been doing this? So I, I launched two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So I have four total episodes out, and I started really committing myself in August. I was going to do it October 13th. I missed it by a couple days, but actually got it out the door. Yeah. So that was So are you deal. producing like an episode every week? Correct. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So in your long history of four weeks, uh, what, are the, what are the lessons you've learned? I mean, this is great because I, I want people who hear this episode to be encouraged. They can start a podcast. So what would you say to them? So lesson number one, uh, don't worry about your equipment. I heard 15 different versions of what microphone to buy, and I still bought the wrong one, the wrong one. Uh, I heard uh, about uh, all the sound editing. I know you've talked to other guys before talking about how the editing part's really hard. Uh, sometimes the editing is, you know, you just start recording, you hit in, put some promo stuff on the end, and that's it, and release it, and it's horrible. Yeah. So, but getting it done 
was better than thinking about it, getting it done. And they always said, get seven in the can. I thought, oh, I'll never launch. I have to get seven episodes done. I never would have launched if I'd done that. Yeah. So yeah. getting it out there, now I know I have an episode I need to have done by Monday. Yeah. Now I have some some skin in the game. I have the fire burning that, oh, I got I I a topic. I got to start thinking. I got to post-edit. I have to actually start talking. So it's given me that uh, the motivation to start launching episodes. So I it sounds like you've far. got some internal commitment, just yeah. like personal integrity, that if I commit to this, I'm going to stick with it. Do you feel like that's something someone needs to make sure they have before they start? Absolutely. And I think it's, I think it's just like racing is that you can talk about wanting to exercise and talk about wanting to, want to do all this kind of thing to, to better yourself all the time. But if you sign up for a race, I guarantee you, and you put $100 down to do a 5K or a marathon, suddenly you now have a deadline and a goal and you put money into it, so now you have some, well, if I don't show up, that's 100 bucks I just lost. Yeah. It kind of motivates you. Same thing yeah. with podcasting. You yeah. put your RSS feed out on iTunes, and you see it pop up, and then you see someone subscribe to it, and then yeah. two people subscribe, and then 10 people subscribe. You're like, oh, I have listeners. And then you're like, oh, I have listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, i got to yeah. put content out all of a sudden. It definitely motivates you. Yeah, so, so that accountability piece is huge. Yeah. Okay, so, so if someone wants to start a podcast but they're not sure they have the technical skill or they have the know-how, what, how would you advise them? Hmm, let's see. I'd advise them on a start podcast. Technical skill. All you need is what? A computer and a microphone and talk. It could be about anything. Because as we learn, especially here at DC PodFest, how many different bizarro topics are out there about people who do podcasts who have audiences, and so, like yesterday, the guy talked about the people who were, you know, the Pooh Bear people who want yeah. to do a Pooh Bear. I even wear my Pooh Bear shirt today yeah, to, for his benefit. For his benefit yeah. To say that there are people out there who want to hear you talk about this stuff. So, you know, go find them. I mean, go find your tribe. The only way yeah. you're going to find your tribe is to go out there and kind of put your, yeah. cast your line in the, in the ocean. So Yeah, good point. I'm talking with Amy Young, and Amy is someone I met here at DC PodFest. How are you doing, Amy? I am doing very well. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, we're right here at the end of the conference. So uh, you're one of the few people I've talked with here who hasn't actually started a podcast yet. So tell me, why are you here? That's right. Well, I think similar to a lot of people that are trying to start different podcasting projects or have ideas for them, they don't know how to get it out. They don't know how to connect with a certain fan base, and there's a lot of reticence. I mean... It is a lot of work. You're putting yourself on the line. You're putting a lot of ideas out there. I mean, and people want to know sort of what the reward is. Sorry. Um, but more than anything, I just needed advice, and I didn't know any podcasters. Um, my friend Kip is the, he has a great podcast called Stride and Saunter, and he's the one that told me that this was going on and I thought it was a great chance to connect with people that knew what they were doing, that knew the struggle of starting and had advice on on how to reach that audience and and really start making a community. And so was it worth it for you to come and hear the different speakers, the different presentations? I mean, what did you walk away with? Oh, absolutely. There's so much cool stuff going on. If anything, I'm just glad that I can, I, there are just, just a plethora of podcasts that aren't NPR, that I had no idea about, that are equally cool, equally informative, even more so. Um, and the the personalities here, I mean, honestly, if it was in any other industry, no one would be talking to me. There's some mm. 
big people here and it's wonderful that they are giving me their cards they are more than willing to help me out and help anyone out that has any questions uh, it's a really really supportive community and one i'm so excited to join yeah now you're your podcasts are still in the idea phase. <laughs> they are, So yeah. you have two different ideas, mm -hmm. and you're kind of struggling which one you want to go with first. Right. Uh, kind of walk me through that. What's your thinking right now? Right. Um, so the first one, and the one that's sort of the most uh, fully formed, uh, would essentially be for, for theater, theater people. Um, it would be a workshop of 10 to 15-minute scenes or one X. Um, and it would literally be us doing a stage reading and then the playwright talking about what they, their intentions were with this play and then the audience responding, other, um, and these are other theater makers too that are in the audience, talking about what worked, what didn't, um, how they could push it further. And because playwriting is a hobby of mine, um, it's, there's a lot of community building that goes with um, writing plays and it can be hard to find a workshopping space, an audience. So, and who doesn't love a good story, you know? Right. So I right. think that's one idea. Um, the other idea is completely different. So I had a tough time in college, and in essence, I feel like, not just me, but a lot of people who had a tough time in college get counted out, even though they are wonderful candidates for a lot of programs and a lot of uh, graduate schools. So it's, this one's going to be more about how to develop yourself and prove that you are as qualified as you know you are on a shoestring budget when you can't afford to take all those classes and finding a way of accruing all these resources to get what you want. Yeah, that, those both sound like really great ideas. Well, thank you. I, I think that uh, there definitely is a, a niche for each one. Mm. I mean, you're in theater, so you know there are theater people <laughs> probably talk about that kind of thing and what they what they would like to see. So Totally, yeah. And especially, yeah. I mean, I'm very, very, I mean, I just graduated. There are, and it's, there's not a lot of, there aren't a lot of spaces for young theater makers fresh on the scene to congregate and talk. And yeah. I, that's something that I hope to provide. Yeah, that would be really cool. And you could do it at, like at a local playhouse or something like that. Totally, yeah. Set up your mixer. That sounds really fun. Yeah. And the other one I can see as well. I mean, you were telling me that your your hardship wasn't necessarily academic. It was a health-related issue. It was absolutely health-related, which had uh, academic consequences. Sure. Long-lasting ones, too. So my overall GPA uh, excludes me from a lot of opportunities. I mean, let alone the fact that the last two years, you know, I was incredibly successful. Um but because my overall GPA is what it is, and a lot of um, applications don't give you the opportunity to explain yourself yeah. um, or sort of illustrate your strengths, you know, it's, I mean, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, the cool thing is I think this whole conference is an illustration of how podcasting as an example is, it, is an example of how our world has changed mm -hmm. so that you can now create your own opportunities right. in a lot of ways. And who knows, this theater podcast could snowball <laughs> you into a place of getting noticed for right. your innovation in the, in the realm of theater. You, you know never what? Know. Here's hoping. Yeah. To those listeners out there. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? So what's your biggest takeaway from the conference? What is it you're going home with as action steps? This is what I'm going to do. Absolutely. Um, equal parts, just do it, and also just do it really really well um, yeah. that audio quality is the number one thing that keeps you from listeners you could have the best marketing in the world and if people don't like to listen 
and they're not going to. Yeah. Um, but also that, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, we got a got a counter moving past us right here. So. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, they're doing a great job. <laughs> um, so it's equal parts, you know, getting good quality stuff and great quality content and to disregard the numbers. Do it yeah. for you and that word of mouth is the thing that will set your podcast apart from others like it. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that and I'd also say do it for you and do it for your audience. That's right, don't, absolutely. Don't worry about how big the audience is. I mean, one guy made a great point, you know, if, if, if you have 20 people in a room mm-hmm. and you get to speak to them for 30 minutes, that's a big audience. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And so if you have 20 people listening to your podcast, that's that's influence. Absolutely. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Amy, thank you so much for your time. This My is fun pleasure. getting to know you. Wonderful meeting you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. So I'm talking with a new friend here, Vincent Puglisi, who's at DC PodFest with me. Vincent is about to launch a podcast uh, January 2016. So tell us a little bit, Vincent, what's the podcast going to be about? Uh, it's titled Freelance to Freedom, and it's basically how to take a freelance career away from... Well, I, we had a full-time job that just uh, didn't pay well and took all our time and how to build a business in terms of a side business that can get your income up, get your time free, so you get to do what you want every day. Yeah, so you've actually lived this out. Oh, we've been doing it for nine years now. So yeah, finally, and it's a photography business, correct? Photography, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so tell me, uh, what motivated you to think of a podcast? Maybe I should do a podcast. I've been listening to podcasts for about four, four years now, and, and, have taken, and that's what a lot of podcasts led to with the book idea. And took so much notes on it, and have made so many now friendships through it that I've had so I've had a lot of people talking to me about it because I'm I'm comfortable speaking, I'm comfortable in front of a crowd, so it's never been a problem for me. So just I've been a guest on a bunch of podcasts, and you know you get some confidence after a while, and you're like I should probably I should probably get this moving. So. Yeah, yeah. And so you mentioned a book. You you've yeah. got a book that's coming out for this as well. When is the book supposed to publish? The Do you have a date? Probably, we're, we're looking at May of 2017. It's being published by Morgan James Publishing out of New York. Yeah. So um, now how'd that come about? That you actually got a book deal without a podcast? Oh. I mean, I know it happens for a lot of people. It's but. Same reason. I, we'll talk about the conference. It's, it's all about it's all about friendships, relationships that you build. Um, I, I'm in a mastermind group with Aaron Walker. Oh yeah. And. Yeah. As part of the group, I, I explained, like, I got my first edit done, and within one conversation, he asked me about publishing, and I said, I'm probably going to self-publish, and he introduced me to a, a publisher that, that day, and um, doesn't usually happen this way, I guess, but three weeks later, I had, a, I had a, a contract. Yeah, well, that tells me about your concept. There's something in the concept that's appealing. I guess. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's pretty exciting. So yeah, well, it is a hot, a hot topic right now. Getting out of corporate and doing your own thing, having freedom. Yeah, for, and to me, it's, it's not as much the money as it's the time. But you can't have the time without the money control. Right. Yeah, and, absolutely. You, know, you wind up taking jobs you don't want to take and um, doing jobs you don't want to do. And to, to me, it's all about our kids. It's, it's having the time with our kids as they grow. And I don't want to have any regrets in terms of I was working jobs I didn't want to do for money that I'd already spent. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was a big deal to us. Definitely. Definitely. So... Uh, you're doing some recording now, I understand. You're yeah. already already getting started. Getting started. Uh, getting with started. a launch in January. So why did you think you needed to start January, so early? February, I'm not sure when. Yeah, um, so why did you think you needed to start so early? Just to get comfortable in the process of doing it. Um, just a lot, you know, to, to begin, there's a lot of things you don't expect when starting out. And I, wanna, I, I want it to be my voice. I want it to be, I want it to be right. I want it to be not perfect. But I want to be know that when I when I get rolling with it, that I'm I'm right on track. Yeah. And so what's uh, we have already talked about this, but just for the yeah. sake of the recording, yeah. what is uh, going to keep you from 
procrastinating, procrastinating, you know, got to get it better, got to get it perfect, and so it becomes March or April or May or... That's a great question. Yeah. I'll tell you, because I I just sent the edit to my editor for my book last night at the hotel, and it was supposed to be out a week and a half ago, Mm. by my own prediction, and I kept waiting, you know, there's something else that needs to be done, something else needs to be in there, and I finally had to be like, I'm done, so that's going to be the same thing. I'm going to, it's going to be a point where I go, I'm ready to go. I'm going to listen to enough episodes, and I'm going to have everything, you know, there's things involved, the artwork. Right. Things that I wasn't really, you know, I'm not sure about that I have to get people to do, that I'm getting people to do. So um, if it happens in February or March, as long as it happens, I'm not going to beat myself up about sure. February. You know, it's just, it's going to get, you know. But I think the fact that you're taking steps now, I mean, you're already recording, you're already getting things done, is a, is a good sign that you're not the kind who's never going to pull the trigger. I hope so. Yeah. I, you're, you know, you're, with, with every new step, it's, it's difficult, you know. Yeah. Photography now, you know, and the, it, it's, it's, I don't even think about it. Right, it's part. Of, let's say it's a camera's part of my arm now, essentially. But in the beginning, I was nervous about this. Who's going to think about that? Who's going to criticize me? I, you get to a point you don't care. Yeah. And then you get to the point with the writing too, and this and that, and people aren't going to like it, and some people are. And then it's going to be the same thing here. But the more you do it, the easier it is to launch again and yeah. start something new. Yeah. Because it's exciting. Exactly. Yeah. So tell me, what uh, have you gotten out of DC Podfest? I mean, it's kind of a small event. There's maybe 75 people yeah. here, 100 people here. Um, what did you get out of this? Oh, friendships, relationships. Yeah. Like, that's why I do it. It's not the kind, I mean, I could probably go online and get any of these speeches if I wanted to. Yeah. If you think about it, if I could look sure. the people up and get their content, but it's about just meeting people face to face, doing exactly what we're doing right now. Having yeah. lunch with you like we did today. Yeah. Getting there early, just talking about each other's lives and, and just getting to know each other because that's, I yeah. mean, you have like-minded people as opposed to where you go to, say, a school function and, and people you probably would not choose, maybe not choose to hang around with or talk politics with, which you don't want to do. You get to talk about things that are that are near and dear to you, to people that relate. So that's the most important. It's worth the money, the time to do yeah. it and, um, and just develop friendships and relationships. Yeah, I would say, uh, probably without exception, everybody in the room, no matter which of these sessions we were in, is a person with a passion. Yeah. A person with a desire that's bigger than where they are right now. That's exactly and the point. And that's, that's the synergy. Nobody's sitting here complaining about their job. Right. If they are, they're looking for a way out. The, and they're doing something they're about doing it. They're doing something about it. And that's the difference as opposed to if you're at a a conference where it's just the, you have to be there you're just gonna be more complaining than yeah. actually action yeah yeah that is great so uh if you were talking to someone who's brand new to podcasting all right it knows enough about it to know what it is it's going to take a little work to get it done but they're just hesitant they, they i mean they're not even recording episodes yet they're just thinking what would you say to them to encourage them uh to to give it a shot you have to know what you want to do i really i know people are like i want to start a podcast but i don't know on what that confuses me more than than other things because I'm like I get that but you have to I know this is just me and I'm not a veteran at this all but I know what I want to do I know what my message is I know what my mission is with this I know who I want to help I know what Mm. stories I want to get out there I know what stories that if I died tomorrow that I want my kids to hear before I was gone and that's important to me that's important to me that like okay to be an inspiration for my kids first and then on down the road so if I mean, that's just my perspective. I know everybody comes from different angles. Right. So for me, this is a this is a passion of mine to to get it out there. And to, I mean, if you like like Joel was talking about helping certain people, even you don't even know about. You, that's the great thing. I've been helped by so many podcasters that have no idea that they helped me. Yeah. They don't even know. I mean, they've helped me in so many different. Andy Andrews with my family, Dave Ramsey with money, all these type of different people, and they have no idea. So to be able to have that type of impact. Without even knowing it, it means you've done greater in the world than you even realize. Yeah. And that's, that's very important to me. Yeah. So those people need to just uh, figure out what 
that topic is? What's their why? Yeah, like we talked about at lunch, I, I, more than your passion, figure out how you can help people. Yeah. And I think passion comes from that. Yeah. Because it's beyond yourself, you know. It's yeah. very selfish when you're just thinking about yourself. I've been there. Yeah, which you know? is which is something I've heard kind of misconstrued from the conversations about the relationships that we were talking about earlier. You know, a lot of people see the relationships as a means to an end. You yep. know, I'm, I'm meeting this person because they know that person and yep. therefore I'll get this help. Yep. But you can't go into it that way. No, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. It probably will happen yeah. because that's just life. But yeah, if you go into it, look, I, I can tell when somebody's into it, you know, for a reason with me. And you can see. Yeah. Because, because they're not really listening when you're talking about something that's not in their interest zone. So, you, just, I mean, that's an intuition type of thing, I think, that you develop over time. But yeah, it's it's got to be, for me, it's like I want to... You know, as I get older, I want to have the friendships and the, the meaningful stuff. That's what matters. Because, I mean, like we talked about lunch, the whole John Mellencamp thing. I've been to the top and there's nobody, and there's nothing up there. It's like, <laughs> when you realize that, you realize all the money. I, I know plenty of wealthy people that are not happy. Yeah. You know, and Jim Carrey said it. He goes, I want everybody to become wealthy and famous so they realize that that's not everything. You know, yeah. but most people strive so long and go so far to get that. And then when they get there, it's kind of disappointing yeah. after a while because it's not. You know, and mm-hmm. then, then they come back to relationships. I really, or they don't, and they're, and they're sad. I really believe that. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you. Well, I just appreciate the friendship, man. You this do. Has sparked it up into here two days, but it's been great. Pleasure meeting you. So, yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. You got it. Hello. Wasn't that a lot of fun? Man, just a bunch of great folks at DC PodFest this year, and it was a great time just connecting, finding out what people are doing in the podcast space. I mean, it was it was just a great experience. If you ever get an opportunity as a podcaster to go to any kind of podcasting conference, whether it's just a regional one like DC PodFest or a bigger one like Podcast Movement, man, I'm telling you, you have got to do it. It is a wonderful way to meet people in the podcasting space, to learn, to build relationships. I mean, all the things that make podcasting great. That's what it is. Well, hey, this episode has gone on long enough. I sure appreciate you taking the time to listen. Why don't you go out and make it a podcastificating day? This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes, all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Audio editing and show notes by podcastfasttrack.com. Get 15% off your first month by mentioning this show. <laughs> okay, I'm talking with Sean Bondo. How you doing, Sean? Nope, nope. You got to try again. Oh. <laughs> You're Sean. He's got, okay. Take two. Yeah. It's Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Good point. Well, Sean, thanks so much. He did it again. Yeah. Uh, Kyle. <laughs> That's Kyle. okay. Okay, Kyle. Thanks okay. so much. Thanks a lot, Gary.